Greetings, everyone. This is Miss Sasha, and in this episode of Real Reading Talk, I'm going to be discussing cause and effect. Yes, that basic concept that we were taught when we were kids, right? You know, how your parents told you, don't touch that hot stove, and then you touched it anyway. And so what was the effect? You burned your fingers, all right? So we're going to be talking about that. Um, in this episode. So make sure that you stay tuned. All right. Peace. Parents and educators, frustrated with traditional education? I was. My name is Michelle Person and I am a master educator with over 20 years of experience in the field. Rewoke, Rewriting Our Kids Education podcast is an opportunity for me to share what I have learned with you. Join me each week as we discuss a different aspect of education and find ways to make learning engaging and culturally relevant for our kids. Rewoke is available on all popular podcast platforms. Peace, y'all, and welcome to another episode of Real Reading Talk. This is episode 20 of season two, by the way. I am your host, Miss Sasha. And with Real Reading Talk, I discuss the real systemic issues that are at the very core, the very foundation as to why there are low levels of literacy in the black community and the ways in which we can combat these issues together, y'all, all hands on deck. And I welcome you. I welcome my newbies. Thank you for joining me. You did not have to tune in and you have graciously, uh, you know, I am very humbled and you have graciously lended me your ear space. And I really thank you for that because uh, you could be listening to anything else. But you decided to click on my episode. So, yes, indeed, I'm appreciative. And I'm appreciative to my old heads. Yes. Okay. I really am humbled by the fact that you all are continuously listening. You're sharing the content. Hopefully you are implementing some of the things uh, that I have recommended and my guests have recommended as well. All right. And with this season, I know I said I've dedicated this season to our uh, youth being on here and sharing their experiences. Um, And I don't, you know, all of my episodes in season two do not have youth. uh, So I do have some just like the one today in which I'm going to be talking, uh, but you can best believe um, I will be uh, connecting with other young people so that they can be on here lending their insights as to why it's important to make sure that we are reading daily. And I got to give that special shout out to my girl, Miss Ebony Donley, y'all. Oh man, she is such a gem. If you're looking for a tutor for your uh, kindergartner through sixth grade, She is committed to improving reading skills in K through six in all subject areas. And the name of her business is Literacy Innovations. Her website is literacyinnovations.net. Okay, so yes. So now, here we go, the subject at hand, which is cause and effect. All right, cause and effect. Well, basically, we know what that is, right? All right, cause and effect, simply put, is the relationship between two things when one thing makes something else happen. This is one of those things in which our young people uh, should know, um, especially like when they're in second grade and definitely by third grade, they should know what cause and effect is. Okay, so and this is one of those things that you're taught 
Um, you don't have to know how to read in order to understand that one thing can make another thing happen. You know, you think about uh, when we tell that little two year old, uh, don't touch that stove. OK, you touch that stove, then your fingers going to get burnt. And then, you know, sometimes they got to they got to test the waters for themselves. OK, you know, uh, so the way they say they don't believe that that water is wet. <laughs> is that <laughs> all right? So they go and touch that old stove and then they wind up feeling the result. OK, so that's just, you know, uh, an example. Of course, another example is uh, a person, you know, has made sure that they are brushing their teeth twice a day, flossing every single day. And the uh, the effect behind that no cavities. All right. Someone has, you know, decided they wanted to eat a whole bunch of candy. All right. All day, you know, as we know, our young people can do. Uh, and then they wind up getting the result of a massive stomach ache. OK. Or someone who uh, has committed themselves to studying three hours a day to prepare for their big math exam. And then the result is that they got an A plus. So there you have it, right? So cause and effect is something that we must know. This is something that um, it's a part of our daily lives. And again, like I said, this is something that our young people are taught to, and, and they have to make sure that they understand this because these are the things in which is a part of the building the foundation of a strong reader. You know, strong readers, they understand that concept of relationships. OK, they understand that concept of one thing making another thing happen. All right. So in relation to why we are in the position we are in right now as black people when it comes to that low levels of literacy. And I've talked about this plenty of times, but I definitely and the reason why I'm talking about it again, and I have to make sure I'm driving it home, is that a lot of times what people tend to do is they try to disconnect the things that we are experiencing as black folks. Now, they try to disconnect it from what has happened to our ancestors in the past. OK, um, I like the term that Dr. Greg Carr, I heard it first from him when he talked about the whole dismember. OK, so our ancestors and then the things that we have been dealing with, we have been dismembered. OK, our history has been dismembered. OK, meaning it has been totally just uh, destroyed. It's been totally they've tried to make it so that, you know, all the different things that we've had in the past in terms of um, our history, our struggle, our culture, all of those things. They try to make it so that we don't have no connection. And that's what cause and effect is, because cause and effect really is the connection, the relationship. OK, so now it's our job to remember. OK, so now it's our job to what? Read the prefix re means to what? Do again. So it's our job to put it back together again. OK, and so we definitely have to make sure that we are reminding ourselves as well as our children about the history that we come from, about how we come from literate societies, how we come from a culture of storytelling, of respecting our, ans excuse me, respecting our elders, 
Okay, and and let me say that respecting our ancestors, that's part of it, too, because those who have passed on. Yes, we're taught to respect them. Okay, you know, these are the honoring of the parents, listening to those who have wisdom, listening to those who have been there and they've done that. That is a part of our African roots. That's a part of our African culture. Okay, so that's why it's very, very important that we make sure that we are talking about these things because of the fact it's going to help us begin to remember, put back together again ourselves in a whole way. All right, that that whole that system of of degradation, dehumanization, uh, the system of oppression, all of that is what? That comes from slavery. Okay? All of that is what slavery has done. And the reason why they did that, they had they had a, 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 a intended result. The reason why they enslaved our ancestors, the reason why they put us in. Um, if, if you were born a slave, you know, your mother was a slave, then, you know, you were a slave. You know, it's like, really, like you never, ever in their minds, you were never supposed to get out of that system. You were always supposed to be in that mindset of serving white supremacists. And of course, again, we know this is not, you know, an indictment on all white people, you know, when I talk about this, but this is real reading talk. We're talking about a system. And if you have folks, even if you got folks who like that stuff was wrong and all of that type of stuff, well, if you know it's wrong, then you should have no problem with being on board when it comes to reparations. You you should have no problem with being on board with us getting um, our just due repairing our damages because that's what reparations means right you hear the word repair in there right when something is broken you what you repair it you fix it because that's what happened to our people they literally were systematically trying to break us and they did they did break a lot of our people but guess what they also did they also produced in us people who are resilient who exemplifies grit who exemplifies determination. See, that's what they were creating. All right? Because as we know, when it comes to us in the black community, we know what time it is. When it comes to, you know, putting in that work, handling our business, making a way out of no way. Y'all know about these terms, right? A lot of us, we was raised in hearing those things. Make it do what it do. These are things in which we were raised with. We heard that rhetoric. And so this is the spirit. This is the this is what I'm trying to help awaken in us. We need to bring that back. And we need to be unapologetic about it. All right? We are a fierce people. All right? And we are a people who loves to learn. We love gaining knowledge. In a black community, we respect people who got knowledge. We respect folks who are well-read, okay? When somebody, when they got their stuff on point, you know what I'm saying, and they're spitting that knowledge, you know, we show them mad respect. Whether somebody is, quote-unquote, living in, you know, the hood, the ghetto, whatever you want to call it, or somebody who's living in a suburb somewhere. You know, those are things that we place high value on. But what we have to understand is that we still have to work hard in terms of making it be well-known on a massive level. Especially, too, we live in a society that's that drives and makes their money off of silly entertainment. 
things that are really it, it, it it's about tearing people down. OK, it's not about upliftment. It's about literally making their bottom dollar. When I say there, of course, again, I'm talking about this white supremacist system. And so that's why I said, you know what? I said, I'm going to term this cause and effect because, see, we always have to be in that mindset. Our why? What's your purpose? You think about when somebody um, is giving uh, a talk uh, to someone they're trying, or, or to some people and they're trying to motivate people. And they all and they talk to them about uh, going back to your why, your purpose. OK, just like the purpose of this podcast. I make it clear. OK, I want to empower our black community when it comes to literacy, period. I'm a reading tutor, pre-K through fourth grade reading tutor. OK, um, I also have started a nonprofit organization called ABC Read. We've been in existence since 2014. Our mission is to develop and nurture a culture of literacy in black and underserved communities. Okay? So I make it clear about my purpose because I know that reading is the foundation to any subject. If our babies are not reading, then guess what? They are not doing those math problems when they start having to get to the word problems. They're not able to do science. They're not able to learn history. Okay? Any subject. You got to know how to read. Okay, and so my focus again, so that's my purpose. I go into um, that's my why. That's why I started this podcast, because I know how important it is for us to be literate and not just proficient. I'm talking about on an advanced level to where we're able to when we're reading these articles in a newspaper, we're able to see the propaganda that's being put out there. You're able to read in between the lines as one of my uh, dear brothers, he's passed on now. His name is uh, Charles. Um, he had passed, I think it was a couple years ago. And I actually, I interviewed him on my podcast a, a few years back in 2017 when I first started Real Reading Talk. And I remember him talking about how he had learned that from his father. Because I believe his background, I believe he was from uh, Jamaica, if I'm not mistaken. And I remember him talking about that, how his father... Um, you know, had taught him, you know, he would read the newspaper, you know, uh, his father would read the newspaper to him and everything. And, you know, and discussing in terms of, OK, so what do you think they're trying to say here? You know, what point are they trying to put across? Because you got to remember now, anytime we are reading these articles or a book, whatever, you always got to think about what the author's purpose. Right. What's the reason why are they putting this information out? OK, and you begin to see. That the more you are reading, the more you read, the more you start getting a, 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 an understanding. OK, your awareness, um, it, it increases. You start to figure out things a little more. So it's not no thing in which somebody can just tell you anything. You know, not only are they not just going to tell you anything, whatever they telling you, just like what I'm saying. You make sure you do what? Do the research. If I'm if I'm saying certain things, I'm giving you certain facts on something. I remind you, I try my best to remind you consistently. Make sure you do a fact check. I could be wrong. And in fact, you know, a lot of times, you know what I'm saying? You know, I always err on the side of, hey, man, I'll be more wrong than I am right. You know, however, 
you know, I definitely try to make sure I do my due diligence before I am giving you all information about certain things. All right. So with all that being said, cause and effect. I just got this real reading talk, y'all real reading talk. So I just got to keep it real 100 as to what prompted me to even talk about this topic of cause and effect. <laughs> well, um, there's something that happened a couple nights ago um, on a show that I do not give less than two dead flies about called the Oscars. And uh, this is something that has been talked about uh, pretty much across the globe. All right. You know, um, quick recap. You know, I know y'all didn't heard about it. Even if you don't watch it, you know what I'm saying? You saw folks post about it and you went and Googled. You went and, you know, uh, looked at the video to confirm all of that. Because I know that's what I did. Okay. So the infamous Will Smith smacking the, the taste out of Chris Rock's mouth. Okay. And what I wanted to address with this whole thing, with the cause and effect, because, of course, you got folks, they, of course, with something like that, everybody going to have what they feel has happened or what whether they agree with uh, what Will did, uh, whether they are feeling like Will was out of hand, out of step and all of that type of uh, jazz. But I just wanted to bring up a couple of points, okay, in reference to that, okay? So, of course, I'm going to let me let me just play it out real quick in terms of what happened. All right. So pretty much briefly, in a nutshell, Chris Rock was doing what comedians do. He was going in. OK, and he was going in on Will's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith. And he started, uh, in my opinion, crossing the, the lines when he started talking about her hair loss. Apparently, she has alopecia. I didn't know she had alopecia. I, I remember her saying something about her dealing with hair loss. OK, so and I didn't know the reason why because I didn't, you know, whatever, whatever. That doesn't really matter in terms of that. But the point I'm making is this is something that has been pretty much known. If you've been paying attention to them, Red Table Talk, she talked about that or whatever. So Chris Rock was going in on it. And mind you, though, initially, Will Smith was laughing. OK, so when you go back, go back and check them cameras. Will Smith was laughing. All right. But then he looked over at his wife. And of course, I know a lot of folks got stuff to say because folks already feel some kind of way about Jada anyway. You know, and, and honestly, I can I can see, you know, what I'm saying why, you know, people have talked about how he's like this weak man. You know what I'm saying? You know, she basically tell me how she, you know, pretty much entangled with some other dude. You know what I'm saying? And she's a married woman and all of that. And just other things, too. You know that how she comes off. So he looked at her. She wasn't laughing. She was looking uncomfortable. Will said what he, you know, he cussed out uh, Chris, told him to keep his wife's name out his mouth. Whoop-de-whoop, went up. Next thing you know, he smacked Chris like he was like, B, you better have my money smack. Okay? That's how he smacked him. Pam. All right? It was like that was a smack that was heard across the globe. So, the result of that, though, was interesting because I'm going to just keep it again. It's real reading talk. Black folks, we know, even though people have comments and say, well, Chris Rock was wrong and whoop-de-whoop, he, that's what he get. I'm just going to say this. 
we're taught in the black community, if somebody do something like that to you, I don't give a dog on who wrong. You are going to hit them back. It's, it would have been a rumble on the Oscar stage. Okay, period. And I know my folks out there. Y'all know y'all feel me because I that's what I was thinking about. I'm sitting up here like, I'm like, Chris, you took that. I mean, I understand, you know what I'm saying? You know, Will got upset and, you know, and that's a whole nother thing. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, folks have, you know, basically had a lot of comments about that, a lot of opinions about that. Why, you know what I'm saying? He did that. You know what I'm saying? Did he do it for her honor? Or did he do it because he didn't want to hear her mouth later? You know what I'm saying? I mean, people can, you can speculate on a whole lot of things in terms of why he did it. We know he did it. Okay. But again, like I said, Chris's result was, Dang, I just got, you know, uh, the ish smacked out of me by Will Smith. I was like, oh, damn, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> oh, OK. You know, so what I wanted to address, though, was interesting is that this whole notion of black folks and I've seen people post this, even Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he said something like this, too. And I did not agree with this. People were focusing a lot on how, and this is from our black community, how the fact that they were on this quote unquote grand stage, the Oscars, and all you're doing now is, you know, making that stereotype of black folks being violent, you know, and all of this type of stuff. And we don't know, we don't have self-control. We're impulsive. We, you know, all we do, we don't think we just react. And my first thing I want to tell you all, and again, this is all related to reading, real reads, all of that. Why in the hell are we still keep worrying about what white mommy and white daddy think about us? Why? Is it because we look at white folks as our parents and we care about what they think and how they feel? And that's the that's one of the issues that I have with black folks sitting up there complaining or or better yet, I should say, talking about how Will was wrong. One of the main things is look what they've done or look what he's done rather in terms of how black people are going to look. Black people are about to, you know, now, folks, you know, we once again, they say we this, they say we violent. They say we don't know how to control ourselves. We just proved it. And I'm sitting up here like, are you serious? You talk, wait a minute, you talking about, like I had to make a comment on somebody's post. And they said that. And I said, wait a minute, you, you talking about these same Oscars that have, bas- have always ignored black people. And the times that even when black folks did get awards, <coughs> training day, Denzel, when he did get an Oscar, what did he get an Oscar for? For being some crooked, crazy cop who didn't give a f but he ain't getting no oscar for malcolm x or even hurricane when he played that box bo- uh, boxer anything that's dignified that black folks do white folks they look at it like okay well that this is not what makes us money see you know what makes us money is when you guys are you know dribbling balls and you all are beating each other across the head and you are being violent you're selling drugs you're you know you're um womanizing uh you know women you're misogynistic yeah do that yeah say nigger one more time yeah that's 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 what makes them 
money here. Y'all know that, right? That whole dignified and having integrity, that's not what drives, you know what I'm saying, them, them entertainment dollars, them movie dollars. Hell no. So they got the audacity. You got black folks who have the audacity to sit up there and talk about, oh, my God, this grand stage of the Oscars. First of all, last I checked, I thought Jada and I thought they was boycotting the Oscars. And that what she said a couple years ago. Hashtag Oscars so white. Oh, my God. All we see is white movies and da whoop de whoop. And it's like, okay, now y'all, you know, that was all okay. Well, rah, whoop de whoop. Now y'all wind up back at Oscars. Now you're there and this ish happens. And like I said, I'm, first of all, I'm going to say this. No, I'm not going to raise, I don't raise my children, me and their dad. You know, we don't raise our children uh, to uh, basically react and go and punch somebody or smack somebody just because they're saying something, right? But a lot of us understood in terms of how he felt. A lot of us understood the sentiment behind, hey, look, you talking about a man's wife. Because again, this is why we have to remember how we are as a people. We got to stay connected to our roots. Black, the black community has always had honor codes. We've, we've always had codes in which, you know, especially, and we're talking about grown folks, you're not going to be talking about people's mamas. You're not going to be talking about wives and daughters. Now, again, now I got to go back into what? The whole comedic space. Because as we know, in comedy, com comedians, you know, they go, they go there. Our comedians that we love, that we crack upon, they have gone there, there. Okay? But, again, in the black community, if you know, if you got somebody, you know good and well, their wife is suffering from something. They got an ailment or whatever the case may be. Hands off. Period. So, you know, with all of that, you know, being said, we have to understand, again, the relationships that um, has been taking place in terms of, number one, when it comes to black and white people. Okay. The relationship that we've always had when it comes to white people has been one of inferiority. Has been one of the mentality of they are, like they said, with the white male, that paternalistic type of mentality that they have towards us. Like they are our parents. Okay. So, you know, when you got black folks who are sitting up there talking about some, you know, you didn't, you shouldn't, Will shouldn't have done that because it was on the Oscar stage. I say you shouldn't have been there, period. Will. Jada. For what? Why support a system that has always ignored our people or they always want to uplift us when we are doing these movies in which it's showing us in pain or showing us doing things that's considered, um, you know, demeaning. That's what I say. And then we got to quit looking to them for validation. That's one of our biggest problems. We still are looking at white people to validate us as human beings. And this is why I'm so big on us making sure in the black community that we are reading books that are self-affirming. We are learning about our history when it comes to Marcus Garvey, Malcolm X, 
when it comes to people like Marva Collins, who started that school in Chicago for black kids. We learn about black architects like Paul Revere Williams. Okay, and Norma, I can't think her last name is Scaleric. I just learned about her the other morning. This is what we have to do in our communities. We have to affirm and we have to validate each other. So that one of the first things that come out, our, come out of our mouths when it comes to something like that, we don't have to worry, start saying things like, oh, my God, man, you know, look what you done, you know, in the black community. Oh, my gosh, man, that set us back as a culture. No, the hell it didn't. What are you talking about? You talking about these same white folks who will call our black men a nigga in a heartbeat and they can be educated, got a suit on. Have doctor in front of their name. And they still will look at you and call you a nigga. These same, you're talking about these same white folks who demean our black women, us as black women and black girls. Remember the incident with the girl who got dragged across the floor in the classroom by that security guard? Like she was a freaking rag doll. He didn't care. And this is what we're dealing with. Period. So that whole notion of worried about Will doing something like that based off of where it took place. That was clearly, you know what I'm saying? That's an argument. They need to put that to the side. Now, in terms of Will smacking him, like I said, Chris Rock, my, my thoughts, that intended effect should have been, y'all could have been rolling on the stage. I ain't going to front. I ought to have been like eating some popcorn on that one. Because doggone it, God willing, inshallah, I pray that I have all the courage in the world that somebody ever try to come and just smack me. just And, and, then, and, then, and then I just, my, my, my uh, uh, thoughts, or excuse me, my words is, they just smacked the ish out of me. But see, again, that's not how we're talked in the black community. And we have to hold on to that. It's called integrity. And even though it will, you know, it's in, in, I'm in this, this particular episode, it's not about getting into, you know, Will and Jada's relationship. I'm not qualified to talk about that. And I'm not, and I don't even want to, you know, bust my brain to even talk about that. I literally just wanted to talk about the whole aspect of cause and effect. Okay. And talking about in terms of us stopping this thought process of worrying about what white people feel about us. And this is a big part of the reason why we struggle in the black community when it comes to us being empowered. Even when it comes to our babies, even wanting to read. You know, when you're continuously surrounded by books that do not validate you, that does not show that you are being represented in this world, then guess what? Your effect, your result is that you're not going to want to read. You're going to be like, man, F this. What I got to read for? Why I got to do that? Why I got to do this work? Because you're not learning or seeing people that look like you that have done the work and they're still doing the work. And so this is hopefully the intended result that you all are getting from this particular episode, all right? 
is that we have to quit putting ourselves in the mind frame of, well, what does white mama and white daddy, what do they think about this? How do they feel? You talking about they come from folks who have literally dragged our people, chained them up, put them in slave castles, raped, tortured, murdered everybody. They didn't just say, well, we're only going to do this to the men. No, they said men, women, children, babies, everybody was getting it. If you ain't down with what I'm telling you, that you are going to be a slave and that you're nothing and that your only existence is to serve me, then I'm going to get rid of you. I'm going to make an example of you. This is the history that them people come from, the history, them people that, that, that run the Oscars. That's where them folks come from. Okay. So understand that. Trust and believe. So let's stop with this notion of when things happen, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things or the world to see, we worried about what white folks No, We need to get to the core in terms of back to that integrity, that honor code that we have as a community. And maybe, just maybe with Chris Rock, if he would have understood that, he would have said, you know what, man, that's my dude, man. I ain't about to sit up there and start talking about talking about her hair. Regardless of what you, I heard about their relationship, regardless of what he know. Because he, you think he don't know, he know about their relationship. They all in that same circle. That highly weird circle. But again, when you are not connected to your roots and you start getting in them white social structure spaces, you start saying anything, anything goes, including a man's wife, even though she has an ailment. And so that's why, again, like I said, you know, we have to change our mindset. And this is all related to reading. How? Because we have to change our mindset when it comes to reading. How do we do this? Well, we study. We go learn about our history. We be empowered. We be intentional. We make sure that we are getting books that represent black people, black culture, black experiences, black history. Just like I named earlier that architect, Norma Scaleric, I believe, and Paul Revere Williams. These are black folks who are architects. I didn't say they were basketball players. I didn't say that he was a boxer and she was a singer. I said they were freaking architects. How many of us know that, knew that already? Some of you listening, you probably already know that and more. Guess what? I didn't. I had to Google because I, I, I uh, put together my children's curriculums because uh, three of them are homeschooled. And so what I do is they have a quote of the day. So I literally think of like and they come in the quotes come from black folks. Again, I'm being intentional. And so what I do is I'll Google like different professions. So I'll Google like black scientists or, you know, a, um, and the other like I said, the other day I Googled black architects. And it was like a list. It was this article um, of, of 15 black architects. And I'm sitting up here like, really? Really? And there's a black architect here in Cleveland, um, Brother uh, Mapson, Daryl Mapson, that my family knows very well. But this is what our people need to know. This is what we should know. This is what we have to place of importance. Okay? Because remember, in the system of white supremacy, you know, they are going to tell us what's important. That's why you have folks, oh my God, it's the Oscars. Oh my God, F the Oscars. What you talking about? The Oscars ain't important to me. I didn't even know the Oscars was on until I saw 
folks posting, oh, will, uh-oh, the smack, the punch, whatever, all of that. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what? So, you know, I'm, I'm looking along, okay, hold up, let me go, I'm like, dang, like how y'all were, dang. But again, I didn't know that the Oscars were on until that came out. And so that's why we got to pay attention, y'all. That's what I'm saying. Pay attention to what's going on, too. You know what I'm saying? Because these folks, for real, for real, they pay attention to us. They know we don't. They know that a lot of us are awakening and are not caring about those spaces like how we used to. A lot of folks are already on that tip of like, man, F them Oscars, F the, the, the music awards, all of that. But see, we are the ones who drive the culture. Black folks, we are the ones who are the trendsetters. So you think they ain't paying attention to us? And when we start walking out the room and start getting up from the table, just like some desperate, you know what I'm saying, abuser, you know, the moment, you know, you, you keep abusing somebody for so long, then that person gets up and I'm like, F this, I'm out. And what they do, they try to do everything they can to hold you there, to keep you there. You think them white folks ain't thinking like that? So that's all I'm saying. Just pay attention. Remember. All right, cause and effect, relationships between things, one thing making another thing happen. All right. So I thank you all again for listening to another episode of Real Reading Talk. I hope that you gained a lot of jewels, nuggets. I know there was times where I was like kind of rambling and, you know, starting this and that. But hopefully everything was clear. I brought it home. You all got the message, the point, and that you all are walking away again empowered uh, you're walking away with the mindset of being intentional about making sure that you are putting literacy high on your value ladders in your homes. All right. Thank you all so much. And this has been another episode of Real Reading Talk. My name is Miss Sasha. Peace. Hey, 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 y'all. Oh, my goodness. I was trying to bring it in this episode. OK, so I hope that you all were feeling my energy so with all that being said i want to just uh share with you all a couple of things i again i am a pre-k through fourth grade reading tutor so if you are in search of a reading tutor for your baby who is struggling with comprehension it could be uh some grammar uh, punctuations uh or just even that motivation to even want to read please go to my website abclearntutoring.com and click on that free reading assessment today and i am the founder and executive director of abc read which is our nonprofit organization 501c3 our mission is to develop and nurture a culture of literacy in black and underserved communities Please check out our website, abcread.org, so you can see how we've been impacting the community in Cleveland since 2014. We've given away over 2,800 new or gently used books that represent Black people, Black culture, Black experiences, okay? Intentionally, all right? So please check us out, and if you would be so kind to donate, that would be great as well. Our cash app is dollar sign, abcread. You can also click on the donate button on our website. And the book that I have been reading is Black Boys Burning. That book is just, oh my goodness. It's just, again, it's a reminder of how the half has never been told about the injustices that have been done again to our people. 
All right, so uh, black boys burning, okay? And the quote that I want to leave you all with is this. Without dignity, there is no liberty. Without justice, there is no dignity. And without independence, there are no free men. Patrice Lumumba. All right, you all have been listening to another episode of Real Reading Talk. I am your most gracious host, Miss Sasha. Please make sure that you give this podcast great reviews. Make sure you share it and implement. Implementation is the key. All right, thank you all for listening. And please keep reading for at least 30 minutes a day. Peace.